and gentlemen, we are back once again in our recorded glory. This is the greatest wrestling podcast in all the world. My name is Mike Halloy, and with me, as always, the El Guapo of stand-up comedy and professional wrestling commentary, Satoyo, here with you guys. Give me the book. Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. Uh, heavy, it's been it's been a little, a little while since we've been here. We are full throttle on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, last time we talked, Satoya, we both, you know, I, I have I have come over to your side. Uh, I believe, you know, you have welcomed me uh, with open arms. Uh, open arms, I said, yes. I was disappointed in Royal Rumble. I was disappointed in, in Elimination Chamber. And I was not particularly excited for WrestleMania. Uh, since then, we had two Raws, two SmackDowns, uh, two NXTs. And I'm sorry, Satoya, I had to leave because, because we had two good Raws, two good SmackDowns. And I'm kind of excited for WrestleMania again, man. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're disappointed. It, no, don't 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 apologize, Mike. I know for you, it doesn't take much for them to to get you. Um, they got me. The state, the bar. I mean, I got to be honest. As a, as a self, you're a self admitted apologist, so the bar is pretty low. So all they have to do is just look like they're doing something that seems coherent, and you will give them a chance. I uh, will say, yeah, but they do this all the time and then they do nothing with it. Um, look at the empirical evidence. Uh, at the same time, um, I am at least ha happy with some of the things that they are doing, uh, even if I am not happy in terms of how they got there because they could have gotten there in better ways. Um, but this is a this is a company that does not color inside the lines. So. I agree. I mean, listen, historically, WWE programming is always up and down. It's rarely consistent. Um, but again, in a small sample of the last two weeks, I thought they're doing everything we asked them to do. The big thing we got them on, uh, you know, when we last spoke was that they don't have a mid card. They're doing nothing with IC title. They're doing nothing with US title. And what do they do? They turn around. They give us five segments of Finn Balor on one week. Then they have Finn Balor beat Damian Priest in a very good match for the U.S. title. And then they actually give Damian Priest, thank God, hopefully he's done with the Dr. Jacqueline Hyde thing. And now he actually just gets to be a full-fledged healer. And now uh, giving the audience, you know, as the audience, we know how to feel about him. On Raw, on SmackDown, uh, Sam, Sami Zayn is just doing great heel work. And they realize he doesn't need the title at all, especially if he's going to face Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. So what do they do? They have a, him and uh, and Ricochet do a great eight-minute match, and Ricochet is your new IC champion. So, like, you know, that was, like, the big thing we got on them for. And, again, I understand, you know, over the long – if you have a long period of view, there's no reason to believe that U.S. title or IC title is going to be continue to be presented in a way. But over the last two weeks, I don't know if what more could you ask for as far as the mid-card goes. Well, it's certainly better than doing nothing. So I'll give them that. Um and again, to break it all the way down, you know, Finn Balor, again, uh, Vince not seeing Finn Balor the way other people see Finn Balor. That's Vince's problem because his reality. Like, listen, WWE has gone so far as they will pipe in crowd noise. They do not care. They don't got to do that with Finn Balor. Man's is just over. So it's good that they they see fit to use him in some way. Um, also, and here's the thing. And I, I knew it and called it when I said it. they did everything they could to fuck up Damian Priest to the point that they had to change it. Archer of Infamy was great. Uh, his music, very, again, faces have to have cool entrance music. It's a part of the appeal. The audience can immediately connect and react. The Archer of Infamy music, very good. They did a poor, 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 almost no presentation of this 
new Damien Priest. You want you want the priest. You don't want Damien. And then gave him music that was 180 percent different than the music that he had. While one music is up tempo, this one, it, it just it's it's nothing. It's dead in the water. And I was like, look, his the reactions are going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's going to lead to Vince being like, oh, he's not over. We got to turn him. So, okay, cool. You turned him, but you had something that was actually over and was organically getting over with the fans. And then you changed it for no reason. So you find yourself in a position where it's like, oh, he's not over. So we need to do something different. Well, he was. And then you just did something different when you didn't need to. Um, Having said all that, cool. It looks like Finn and and Damien are going to go back and forth. I expect Damien to probably get the title back at WrestleMania. This is just to get to Mania, to give them something to do, which is fine. And on uh, on SmackDown, shouts to Ricochet for um, putting up with, dealing with, and making the most of every opportunity that they have given him, even when it's like, we are going to murder you consistently for weeks or we'll just have you in main event. The man stayed solid. He stayed optimistic. He hung in there. And uh, when you have no real tangible baby faces on SmackDown, you know, his number got called and he was there. So that that's cool. Um, I think the the edge AJ style stuff will come together as time goes along. Um, edge will make it work. Uh, kind of had to turn heel. Makes sense uh, to turn heel. I think he has legitimate. His reasons for turning heel uh, are more legitimate than Damian Priest's reasons for turning heel. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that'll be good as as time rolls along as well. The tag team division on Raw is very good, even if you only have three or four teams. Um, you know, Chad Gable has been a standout in that whole situation. That's really cool. Um, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are, appear to be having a lot of fun and doing what they're doing, uh, and that is fine. Yeah, uh, to push back on some something you said, I do think that Damian Priest gimmick it was somewhat over. It, it did hit a wall. It wasn't. He was never going to be a main eventer. I don't think with uh, as as a babyface as it went on, which is why they tried something different with him. I do. I don't think he was as over as even. Him and Matt Riddle kind of got similar pushes at the same time, and I do think just by comparison, right? Like Matt oh, Riddle was Riddle was Riddle was more over, but I remember them pops when that music hit, bro. I remember his matches that he was putting out, and he was getting well. He beat Drew McIntyre, and the people were with it. You know what I'm saying? So can sure. nobody tell me it wasn't working. It was. Um, he's. He I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm saying it was a certain limit. We don't know. We, okay. They they turned they turned it like we just we we actually don't know they just turned it and with no explanation and then that was that so it's like that it was incomplete work. Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, shout out to uh, Ricochet. I do agree with everything you said as far as the the tag team division are all being again, kind of caring. I don't want to say caring. That's not. It's a little bit not fair because there's there's a few thing good things happening on Raw, especially like I said last two weeks. But being the the standout of Raw for a while, and I mean we have a tag team bout. I'm actually anticipating with the, the three-way between RK Bro, Alpha Academy, and uh, Seth and, and KO. And it's not – it's it's the first attack team match that I've anticipated that doesn't have the Usos and New Day in it in like a decade, I think. I don't think that's – I'm I'm off saying that. that that's four attack team champions, so, you know, not just counting like grabbing random main eventers and pairing them up. Um so that's, again, I think that goes to show how good of a job they're doing. And, you know, we don't know how long RK Bro off of this world before they break out. Uh, we do not know. Obviously, Seth and KO, I don't think they're staying together even until WrestleMania. Right. Um, but Alpha Academy, they could be that next tag team to finally, like, 
you know, going with uh, the Street Profits as like the successors to the New Day and the Osos and, you know, something that WWE has needed for a while. Yeah, it depends on whether or not WWE wants to stay the course on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if WWE wants to stay the course on this, then sure, it'll work out. But again, as you know, uh, don't be too optimistic. It is nothing for them to disregard the tag team division at any point in time. Uh, I would say don't be too optimistic. But if you are a fan of tag team wrestling, enjoy the efforts that they are putting in right now because they could literally change their mind tomorrow and all of this will go away. I say that because while the tag team division for WWE standards is pretty strong now, it will change. It will. That is the nature of this company. It will change. There will be a lull where, especially on Raw, where we're just not doing anything unless you send the New Day there or you send the Usos there, you know, there it, it, it just is going to be what it's going to be. Um, but hopefully it, it doesn't change too quickly hopefully we have more of this because i mean uh shouts to alpha academy they they make parts of that show bearable and watchable um they make it entertaining let's don't do that no no i'll do that i'll do that i'm correct i'm correct because yes yes i am because literally you can get through that's why i say shouts to chad gable he's done excellent work he's the master chad gable they get you through that they can hook you in to be like all right Damn it. Now I've got to. OK, I got through that segment. That was solid. That was good. I guess I'll watch the next one. And they're not even in it. I'm just like, well, you guys gave me that. So I got it. I'll give you another 20. I'll stick around and see what you can do, you know, um, and that's in large part due to them. And I, but I do think in a way that right doesn't justify in a way what WWE does. Right. Like, like people have been, you know, clamoring, hey, we want Chad Gable on television forever. We want Ricochet on our TV forever. And like you cannot tell me that these versions of Ricochet and these versions of uh, Chad Gable are not the best, most well-rounded over versions of these two. Like, you know, they, they didn't get a push until they were super ready. And now they are. They are like it's- this version of Chad Gable is by far the best, most entertaining version of Chad Gable we've ever got. Uh, I remember seeing him in NXT, and there, there were shades of, you know, uh, Ready, Willing, and Gable. But this is so much, like, ahead of it. He's so much more comfortable and over on the mic. And even Ricochet, when he first appeared in WWE, they, every time they gave him the mic, he just, like, honestly was not good. It was barely serviceable. And now he's just flat-out serviceable. Like, he's better. Um, and, and I do think, again, being there, working on, on, on the promos, on the mic, because both of those guys could always go in the ring. But now they have become full-fledged superstars, and I think they're ready to uh, to be there when the number is called. They can carry segments. It's amazing what happens when you give people opportunities. It's uh, it, that I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's amazing what happens when you give talented people opportunities. Again, I'll always go back to the Bret Hart logic when he's talking to Vince McMahon, and Vince is like, "We well, need to work on your promos. How can I work on my promos when you never give me the microphone?" That's that's literally what that is. And especially with how this company is now, where everything appears to be so incredibly micromanaged and they're literally told what to say and how to say it, unless you're a top, 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 top guy. Um, it's learning how to work within that system. So literally, yeah, shouts to those guys for just learning how to do what the boss wants as the boss wants it. And they're very talented. Again, I always buck that narrative. Oh, they just weren't ready at the time. You have to give them opportunities to then get better. You can't just say they weren't ready and then don't do nothing with them. So uh, again, and any guy that can uh, survive Shorty G is talented. 
So Chad Gable, without question, I mean, he was already getting over before that. And then Vince had the bright idea. It was a stupid fucking idea to change him to Shorty G. And he endured that. He got through that, uh, thankfully. So that's a very talented, talented person who didn't need to be Shorty G. He just had to endure that. We can rewrite the narrative and say, and look, but that made him better. And did No, stupid. It stunk. <laughs> it stunk. It didn't need to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy was talented. You give him the opportunities to get better and evolve. They will knock it out the park. That's exactly what you saw. It wasn't a matter of, oh, they're now ready. No, you give them reps. And that's how that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they just, you give them reps, you give them opportunities, you let them inch their way to it. And what do you know? It just started working. And they went, oh, he's pretty good. Oh yeah. You didn't know. Of course you didn't. You'd never given the opportunity before. And also, you fired enough people that at this point, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you got to give somebody the microphone. <laughs> also, also true. Um, let's uh, so before let's actually we're going to talk about the boss, uh, Vince McMahon, who did his first interview in 15 years on Pat McAfee's show. We're going to, you know, uh, briefly talk about it in a second. Uh, I do want to say, you know, uh, pick up what you, you mentioned with uh, AJ Styles and Edge. That's where I'm at personally, as far as WrestleMania goes. I think it's shaping up to be a very solid card. I am more excited about it than i was before um i think there are two matches i'm genuinely excited for like really can't like cannot wait and uh one i think becky lynch and bianca everything they've been doing with that story i think has been stupendous uh and uh i'm, I'm actually excited for that match just period uh i think it's probably the best thing going right now in wwe i think as far as a, a, a long-term storyline uh and of course the way they jump started with uh, aj styles and edge it's a dream match there's not a lot you have to do there um, edge as a heel is something everybody wants. And I think um, regardless of the outcome of the match, this is like cements AJ Styles as a baby face going forward, which, you know, before that, after a breakup with Omos, he was a baby face, but it was kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't over as like your bigger baby face on Raw. And I think working with Edge, that will, that will undoubtedly help him become that. Yeah. I mean, again, he was a baby face who just got his ass beat by Omos. So his stock was very, very low, and it's a shame. But thankfully, AJ is just so good and so naturally over. He was always going to be well-liked, beloved. Um, and Edge even had to say, again, this is what happens. you got to keep people strong, especially when they're your former world fucking champions. You just do. Edge even said, I want Pitbull AJ Styles. I don't want. So he literally had to sit there and say, you ain't been you. <laughs> you ain't been good. <laughs> I had to say, that, bro, you ain't been nice, son. So, uh, so yeah, it's like, okay, we have to rehab this guy to bring him up to that place to where him and uh, Edge can have great matches and hopefully have a great match, not just at Mania, but even I know they're going to do WrestleMania backlash, you know, hey, run it back again if, if, if it does what it's supposed to do at WrestleMania. Yeah, man, again, very, very excited. Are you excited for anything at WrestleMania um, at all? Uh, I mean, excited? No, I'm not excited. Uh, I do not find this stupendous. I'm not one of those people. Uh, stupendous is a stupid word for the record. Um, but no, I'm not particularly excited. I think that they will put on a good show. I think I'm most for I'm most looking forward to uh, Edge AJ at this point, um, and then Bianca uh, Becky uh, simply because I want to see what they actually think of Bianca Belair. Um, but again, the card is still materializing, so there could be something. Uh, there's still too much time uh, between now and WrestleMania. So, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not particularly excited. But to be fair, I wasn't particularly excited, excited last year, but I was looking forward to Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. And now you are giving me Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. 
which oh. I am one of the few people who I, excited is not again. I, what's the level below excited? Looking forward to, I guess, is the level b- below. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'm, well, no, I'm, I, I don't care. I, I know I'm the only one. I, I don't no, care. I, I, no, I'm here's the thing. Here, I do like Happy Corbin. I mm-hmm. do like Happy Corbin. I mean, you know, so I I I think that that'll be solid. Anything that helps out Drew at this point, because again, you really do need an over strong baby face who, who, heaven forbid, is a world's champion and will be on TV every week. Uh, and we'll even be on the road. Shocking. But uh, we're not going to get that. So, you know, that'll that'll be a fun piece of business, I think. Well, Brock, to be fair, Brock has been on TV every week since October, I believe. Almost. But, I, but yeah, we, he just got son. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. You're like, to be fair, Brock, bruh. OK, it's Brock. all in service to Bady and you act like he. I know, be- I know what it is. I know what it is. Stop, but I'm just saying. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do um, I don't know. Look, I just want to say again, this past SmackDown when when they were playing darts and then you saw a big sword going to dart. I, I'm sorry, I, it's 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 for audience of 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 children and one 32 year old, which is me, mm-hmm. and I, I pop for it. Yep. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that match uh, as well. Uh, we'll see. I think we're going to probably get Usos versus Boogs and Nakamura. It looks like, which could be exciting. Uh, Usos had a good match against the Viking Raiders. That that feud finally paid off, and I thought it was a pretty good tag team match for a TV. Uh, but I think that's about it as far as uh, as far as WWE talk. Uh, again, this is going to be an AW heavy episode. I know this is what the people are waiting on. But before we get there, let's talk about the, the big interview with Vince McMahon. Uh, again, first interview in 15 years. I know you said that you read the cliff notes because you just you did not find this man. You don't want to hear this man talk for an hour. Um, yeah, I, I just don't find him compelling in that way. And people are asked to tell you you're a hater. No, I'm not. I just I just didn't watch it. I was like, oh, that's not interesting to me. So I just didn't watch it. I don't think he said it too many things that were like that they, they, they needed to be listened to. Uh, again, I was su- genuinely surprised by one, uh, as we said, how lucid he is for, for 76. And two, the fact that this was seemed like a genuine interview as opposed to, you know, uh, a work um, mm-hmm. you know, to set something up for WrestleMania. So I really did appreciate that. I think with my three takeaways from four events, I think two of those we kind of knew already, or if all three of them. Um, one is he's a man who grew, was got his uh, his formative years were spent in the trailer park in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So he's very much a man of the people. And I think that reflects in what he likes. And I think that's not a surprise to see what he, you know, what he finds funny, what he finds compelling and what he thinks that people want to see on his TV show. Um, I think that's very much reflected. I think number two, he is very much a person who who became a businessman and saw his rise during the Reagan presidency. He is unabashed uh, Republican capitalist, first and foremost. He is very much not with the whole, you know, there's been a business roundtable uh, that, you know, talked about, oh, we're not, we don't care about shareholders. We're now waiting for stakeholders. Somewhere when that when those talks were happening a couple of years ago, Vince McMahon was like, nah, fuck that. Uh, I I I'm here again. The re- he 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 mentioned it. You know, now the company is public. Hey, nothing is personal. I'm just here to make money. If you as a person are co- uh, putting more in the loss column than the profit column, we were you out of here. Uh, again, so I think those two things kind of just explain the way he runs his business. Uh, number three thing, and I think the thing that you have to give him credit for. I don't think he's the best booker of all time. I don't think he's the best storyteller of all time in wrestling. I don't think he's the best uh, fundamentals guy in wrestling or anything like that. I don't think there's been a better marketing guy in all of wrestling. And I think that's without, kind of without question. He is. That's yeah, without I question. Think that, never... And I think you have to give him credit for that. And I think that just those that was the insight that I got from him. And I think when you when you hear 
somebody when you think about WWE, even you know, we we, met, we said the word stupendous twice here, I and mean, regardless of what you think of it, you know what that means. It's We've not heard for, that it's, that yes, word. it's not it's not for me. I understand no. who it's for. Again, Vince McMahon, like many of his of his ilk, is a fake populist. He actually believes himself to be a populist. He really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but that's what a fake populist would do. It's like, no, this is the it is for, I know who's appealing to. I know because quite frankly, we on the East Coast, we see them all the time, like them type dudes. And yes, those type dudes have families and those type women have families and they have disposable incomes for that. Yeah, you bring it. I I get it. <laughs> I get it. But again, and it's funny, man, when you think about WWE and when you think about their programming, and again, I think the marketing thing is in very, and especially for me, I'm used to it because that's the type of wrestling I kind of mostly watch. I can see why somebody for somebody like yourself, you don't like it. But like when you watch the WWE program, you see this is what happened last week. This is what happened an hour ago. This is what happened just before I went to commercial break. A lot of replays. It's going to, hey, we're going to get this thing, whatever it is, whether it's a catchphrase, whether it's a, it's a, it's a nickname, whether it's a tagline. We have this. You will get it stuck in your head. And if yeah. you're a wrestling fan, regardless of where you think it's, it's dumb or you think it's awesome, you will know it but before it's over. You again, everybody, every big superstar has had a nickname, if not five. Every big pay per view has had a tagline, and you know, you know them all. It, it's when you think about it, man. It's it's so interesting because I, I I I really did. I'm like, man, think of WCW, right? The entire WCW's run on Nitro, right? Like from '92 till 2000. How many taglines can you think of that are associated with WCW that came out of that era? How many nicknames? There's not that much. There is, you know, you're next, or who's next. There is for life, kinda. For life, too, too sweet. <clears throat> you know, like that. That's kind hey, of. That's a, not much. That's not, not much. much yeah. And then you look. Think of just, just Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Don't have to even think about Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and all those guys who are just like catchphrase machines. Just in the worst time of WWE history, right? The one of the lowest like points in the business. In that little segment, you had, you know, uh, Bret screw Bret. You had the Mont- Montreal screw job. You had. Uh, the Boyhood Dream. You have I Lost My Smile. You have The Curtain Call. Uh, you have The Excellence of Execution. You have The Best There There Is, The Best There Was, The Best There Will Be. That's just two dudes mm-hmm. who held down it. Like, and again, man, the way they market, it's it's just v- when you think about it and when, when he talked about it and when you see the way he processed things, it really is marketing first and everything else is secondary. We will base the it, product it, around marketing, not the other way around. It, it would be nice if he could spread out that those intentions across all of his talent that he chooses to put on television. Absolutely. With it is now that it's only it's reserved now for certain groups of people. And then he looks at everyone else and he's like, they're not over. And I'm like, well, you haven't invested in them to the same degree. Or like, again, I'll never let this go. The bar that that's the thing that those two dudes went and did by themselves. And he never got on board with it. He just never went and did it. Those dudes went and did that themselves. And they were still Cesaro and Sheamus, Sheamus and Cesaro. It's like these guys create. They were an established team. That's why you booked the damn thing as you booked that that best of seven series thing you went and did. And he never got behind it because it wasn't his. So we need to be clear about that. He's allowed to market. But you market yourself. Zach Ryder, another prime example. You market yourself. You find a way to market yourself and get yourself over. And it's not your idea. He ain't with it. We need to be very clear about that distinction. And by the way, the only two guys, and I will say this, as we, as this, and here, by the way, here's how you, you do a, a flawless transition. As we talk about AEW, there's only really two guys in AEW who get market, who really, really get it. And it's Chris Jericho, who is, I mean, there's nobody, I think, who picked up more from 
especially that part of 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 marketing and getting things over than Chris Jericho. That dude, again, it could be dumb. I I hate GFY, but motherfucker, he's gonna get that shit over. And and, and God God damn it, if you don't like it, oh uh, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, and and, and of course MJF. Well, you know, we we talk about you know the four pillars or however many pillars or however many dudes who who in the, of AW talent out there who has gotten things over that, that besides a cool song. A, a lot no, of you have, you have you have cowboy shit. Cowboy okay, shit. Yeah, right, cowboy right, shit's right, pretty right, over. Right, cowboy mm-hmm. shit's pretty over. You're right. Even right. even I mean to a lesser degree because he's new. Send hook that got over pretty big. Um, now if he were a bigger if he were actually like an established bigger star that would have been it. Um, but he's he's new. Jade Cargill, same thing. Like, you know, like, but she's new. So it's like that when you start with those things, it's like, okay, you have to build over she's time. New, and then there are also some what and there are also some what, huh? she, she has a slogan. Oh, DMD. DMD yes. is over. Yeah. You know, no, so that's, like, that's that's not fair. I, yeah. I, I didn't miscategorize him. But uh, but again, I, it is interesting to see people who like who get it in wrestling. Who are like, hey man, uh-huh. you don't have to like it. We're gonna say this shit a dozen times. Well, I mean, and, and from the and from the perspective of a performer, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. It's like now nah, I got to get my shit over, mm-hmm. and and, yep. and you just gotta and you gotta deal with this. <laughs> we can't stop it. But again, with Vince, it has to be his way of doing it. It can't be. Uh, it can't be like you know. Let me market. You don't market. You get yourself over. How dare you? That's so true. he can market like a motherfucker. But other people are not allowed to market themselves in that way. Maybe, and, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe because he think he knows that's his strength. Like, hey, that's my territory. Get you know, and he's and he's in, I don't know, a certain level of insecurity or or, or get or, off or, my or, get off my lawn. Right, it has that energy. Get off my lawn. I, th- I think you are hundred percent right. Uh, let's do talk AW. We do have Revolution coming up. I think AW again, as per always, and people will get on me for for being too negative. I think it's. I think it's a good pay-per-view. I think there's going to be, again, the, the matches are always good. There's always, you know, pretty strong work rate, even though, you know, even if I'm not into some things. I personally think they're telling, the, the, their strength has been some really, really strong stories that they're telling that I'm excited about. The weaknesses is the fact that none of those stories are around their title belts. And I mm-hmm. think that has been, like, the real weakness, where the matches I'm really excited for are not for the belts. And I feel like a lot of the... The champions have very, especially comparatively, comparatively low momentum, kind of going in, and I'm not, I'm not really excited to see those titles being defended. I think it's a it's the issue of, and this is what happens when you are establishing your guys as the champions, right? Like, so I've often said this, I I and I I feel it to be true. I am comparing Hangman Adam Page's first run to Sting's run. It's like, all right, he finally got it. He's so over but he's always going to need a very compelling antagonist. He's a, he's a white meat baby face. If there is no compelling antagonist, no monster, no devious snake evil individual to, to try to fuck him over at every pass, it's very hard to get momentum. He'll deliver bell to bell. That won't be the issue. It's just that, oh, you're not looking forward to the, t- he got it. Okay, he got the belt. He won it. Now what? It's that feeling. Um, so I, but I do believe that the match with Adam Cole is a match that should happen, uh, because he does need to win. Let's let, let's not be mistaken, but is it going to compare to, you know, CM Punk versus MJF? No, because it's CM Punk and it's MJF 
And the story that they're going to tell is going to be way more layered because it's not about the title. It's a personal issue. Whereas anyone coming at M or, or anyone coming at uh, Adam Page to this point, aside from, you know, Kenny Omega, but that was him chasing Kenny. Everything is going to be for the title. You have to find a way to make it for the title, but also wildly personal at the same time. And that is not always the easiest thing to do um, with the white meat baby face in that way. Steve Austin had Vince McMahon. He had The Rock. He had Mick Foley. He had, you know, all he had. A, he had a rogues gallery of people to sort of get through. Um, so that was pretty helpful. Hulk Hogan, much the same thing. Sting, much the same thing. But it was that feeling of, well, what's next? We have to give him a personal issue. And what they do, they gave us the black scorpion and it was terrible. So like you so you have these things. Also, the champion has to be really over and kind of worth the shit. And I'm sorry, I just don't see Sammy Guevara in that light. Uh, I think I have been proven right consistently. And I think time will continue to prove me right when he has the title. And again, he has to walk around with both. He has to walk around with two titles. I need to I need to make this clear. I saw that man do a run in with the belts on. OK, I need to. I, OK, you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about Sammy Guevara? You people, you you you, you accept this and support this. The man is not who you think he is. Um but I, again, it's one of those things. The TNT title is supposed to make Sammy something, and it's not because he's not that. So, yeah. Well, and, and when we and we will get to MGFC and Punk in a second because I have a heap full of praises for that program. But before we get there, you know, as far as disappointing, I cannot think of a more disappointing feud, quite frankly, than uh, than uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, which was like a money match we all wanted to see for a while, and it's just so flat. I mean, I'm hey, just. They right. threw it. They threw it together. I, it feels it feels thrown together. Um, they're not when they when they want Brit to talk. She's not talking about the things she should be talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember she, they had her like close out a rampage, just talking. And I was like, she she's not she's just talking. She's not talking. She's not saying shit. So like, but when you have her, but that's the moment where you start to have her run down people. Like, yeah, and I do this and Thunder Rosa ain't seeing me. And then you have Thunder Rosa come in and be like, word, you just don't have her talk to talk. I remembered in Nitro, they used to have Hollywood Hogan end the show by talking for 10 minutes and he would dance and shake his butt in the ring. I ain't, And he would just be saying words. So but it's like, oh, Brit's a great promo. Yeah, but when they when they give her the mic, she don't be saying nothing that advances anything. And then it's like, now we go, okay, you're going to fight Thunder Rosa, who's just wildly over. But it's like, we know there's a personal issue, but y'all ain't talked about it. Y'all, y'all, you had all this time, you gave her all this mic time to not talk about this thing that is now happening on Sunday. They did themselves no service in that regard when realistically now it's like, well, what do you do? Because in my mind, Thunder Rosa should win, but you have not invested the time in to potentially get that payoff. So do you hold off on that? But you but don't beat her because you already beat her in the TBS tournament. So so they put themselves in a weird little quagmire there. I don't think Brit losing hurts Brit at all. Um, but it's like you want to invest in the story properly if you can to then maximize that pop when the baby face prevails. Uh, and I think that also is over enough that 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 she'll get the pop. It's just yeah. what has Brit Breaker and 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 this is not like this is a legit question. I really cannot tell you what has you know we, we talked about. There were 113 days between Revolution and the last preview for Gary, if I'm not mistaken, where Bray Breaker defeated against Ty Conti. What has she done since? I And it's a little question. I cannot think of anything. I think the only thing I can think of was she was an accessory to getting Adam Cole over when they, you know, made out. And, you know, we established a, Adam Cole as, like, the cool, the cool, the coolest kid in the high school. 
Uh, but yeah. what else? What else was she part of? She had the match um, with the. I'm sorry, the little. I can't remember her name. Goodness gracious, she lost to go. her in a non in a non title <laughs> match, and then she beat her in a very good match after that. But that was the first time Britt had taken a loss since winning the title. Was it, oh they, Riho. Riho, yeah, right. Riho, and then they ran it back and everything like that. So, um, so that was cool. They had two good matches there. I think it's one of those things where Britt Baker is so over. It's like Britt's so over. You could just turn her. You know what I'm saying? Like because they because they not going they not really gonna boo her. You know, like it's one of those that the fans are making an executive decision. It's kind of annoying, but like people love her so much. They not, you know, take the belt off her and let her and see if she can be a baby face, if you so choose. And then she could do whatever she needs to do. She still has heaters. She's got Jamie Hayter right there. She can feud with all that other stuff. They could fuck her. Why not fuck her and then go from there? Um, but I think the belt does need a new uh, a new face on it. Uh and I think it would be good if Thunder Rosa was that face. And again, as, as, as far as we as long as we're talking about champions, not being said again, Jay Cargo is a star. Absolutely. I have no desire to see her work. Take on Sorry. They're just, there's no reason to make me believe that take on is going to win. Nor do I want her to. Uh, I do think what you, what you said was actually interesting idea of let's turn Britt Baker baby face and actually give Jay Cargo and somebody interesting to work with. Yeah. Yep. Very much so because the story's right there. Um, you know, you can extend it for as long as you need to extend it because I, I can see, yeah, you guys can do long-term booking. So you can do that if you so choose. Uh, I think Jay Cargill versus Ty Conti will be good for what it is. Uh, but yeah, of course I don't expect Jay, uh, Ty to win. She shouldn't. It's like Jade's Jade is there. She's their superwoman. Like you, you protect that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you protect that at all costs. Uh, because again, she's a home, she's an actual homegrown talent. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And again, like I said, she's like their female Goldberg. She she can go really as, as, as just don't just don't have the match. One thing they, they do sometimes, and it's they don't want to be they don't want to get the criticism that WWE sometimes gets of wow, there's only two you know women's matches on the card and they get five minutes. Jay Cargo does not and Tay Conti that please do not make it go ten minutes or like there, there's no again Tay Conti and um and the uh, Brit when I think like 15, 20 minutes last time, and it did not need to go that long. It was yeah. it was the shits. So again, if, if it's it can be a really cool five minute match, I do not see it being a really cool 10 plus minute match. So we'll give see seven, what they give do me there. seven, give me seven good minutes. There you go. Like you seven said. good minutes, and then everybody will be happy. And again, you put the belt on Thunder Rosa, the main belt, she can actually carry matches. Like you you have you don't have uh I'm not gonna say you have a thin women's division because you have some interesting characters there. I just, again, they, I do not know how many of them can work super well with Britt Baker, but I think almost all of them can work super well with Thunder Rosa. And that's kind of why you can, you can put a title on her and just do more with that division as a whole. Let's talk about MGF versus CM Punk. I think it's been the best thing in going in wrestling. Um, yeah. I think it's been, and I've been very happy to be proven wrong. I thought for like, I don't know what month it was, time is a, is a flat circle for me at this point, but I don't know, all of December, let's say, when they were just talking about Britt Baker and, you know, uh, how long uh, they can last in bed with or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, I was like, God, this is dragging. I'm kind of this is starting to suck. Um, and then for the last month and a half or so, pretty much since the week before their first match, it just turned and it's been the best, like I said, the best feud of the year so far. Probably, I think, in my opinion, the best feud in AW history. Um because it wasn't like start stop, there wasn't like any gaps. It was just like every week has just been on. Um, the promo MGF cut last week, where we were not able to record, 
Uh, I told you that actually this, and I think I'm wrong. I think it's my favorite promo since the pipe bomb. Uh, and the only promise this is gonna upset, <laughs> but the only problem I can think of uh, that that was like up there since the pipe bomb is the the Miz promo on Talking Smack. That's um, ridiculous. That's I'm, so. I know it's gonna upset you. That's like uh, one of the worst takes I have ever it, heard in my entire life. It's, you it's guys, how I feel, bro. I know you. I listen. You love some mid, bro. I swear, to God, I want to say this. If you held that company to the same standard you held rappers to, you'd be able to look at that company much more objectively. I just want to say that. Well, thank you. I think I don't think a lot of people from the outside will, will take me for a hip hop connoisseur, but thank you for letting them know. Um, yes. <laughs> um, no, I just I, I think as far as a promo that makes you look at a talent differently and elevates them to a, to a, to a, to a level, um, I think both of those did. And now, again, what I will say this, what what the NGF did is a lot more is a lot harder because he again, he told the whole story for a very long time. The Miss promo was quick, straight to the point. He just never seemed got that aggressive before and never felt that real before. Because the Miz has always been a cheesy character, and then like, whoa, he can be this real and this angry and this passionate, and and also he elevated Icito, which he held at that point. So I think I just thought it was a great promo for that. But MGF did um, again, him telling the story, him taking you on this like step by step, him being this compelling for ten minutes. It is tough, man. You do stand up comedy for a living, you know how hard it is to be compelling for ten minutes yeah. without jokes. Like you know, you you know the the comedian. At least you have you know every you know last last per minute, right? Uh, you know to kind of keep the audience glued. There was no jokes there, man. He just held them in, and he told them, and and you can see the audience like you know start off you know booing him, you know for, you know screaming, you know, fuck you, and then like. Slowly they subdued, they started listening and went, Oh shit. And the only thing everybody, myself included, was worried about was like, what what happens next in this feud? Like they're both but, baby faces now. No, and then the, next the, week, this yeah. week, they brought it right back. Brought it right back. Like, yeah. You know, it's again a little a little, you know, a hug and a nut punch, like you know, a WrestleMania 22, 21, was it? I think uh Chris Jericho. Uh, yes, Chris Jericho and and, 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 uh, and HBK, sorry. Yeah. Um a hug and, and they kick right to the balls and then you know they busted him open with a dark collar. Just beautiful. It was it was everything I wanted it to be. Um and I am I'm very excited for this match, man. This is it. This should be the main event. This yeah. is the feud of the year so far in a very young year. This is the best feud in AEW history. And MGF, the fact that he's what he's 25 or something like that, he's mm-hmm. super young, right? It's yeah. scary how good he is, man. That dude fucking gets it. Uh, if he ever hits the free agency, he's gonna. He doesn't that boy is gonna get paid, and he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Vince is still around by the time that man hits free agency. Uh, I mean, no, I actually don't know. Um, I mean, whoever's there might try to give him a lot of money, uh, but I don't know. But yes, the man is very, very good. Um, again, I, I know a lot of people were worried after he dropped his his promo, like, "Oh, you got to turn him heel." I'm like, "No, any good heel, you have to give them." a legitimate issue that then that then they feel justifies their behavior in their mind. So I'll take you back to the story of Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. Raven in that story is the baby face. It was Tommy Dreamer that was the heel. Their origin story is they were in the same camp and all this other stuff. And Raven was the outcast and Tommy Dreamer was the popular kid. And Tommy Dreamer bullied Raven bullied him, messed with him, you know, did all these things to to discredit him, undercut him at every possible turn. And Tommy was the jock athlete who always got the girl. And as they became adults, Raven never let that go. And he's like, these people can boo me, but you were the bad person. 
You were the one who made me do this, even to a lesser degree. Triple H, um, you know, he had the legitimate issue of being like, yo, this is what happened. I had to suffer through the curtain call. I had to do this. You guys made me do X, Y, and Z and da, da, da. And as a result, I'm going to take this business. And I'm going to shove it down your throat because you guys think you, that, you, that you love this game. I am the game. So he had a legitimate issue to then in his mind justify the heinous things that he would then do. That was exactly what you saw with MJF. With The Miz, you had, hey. You 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 never took me seriously. You made me change in the dresser. You you wouldn't. You, I wasn't allowed on the bus. You made me change in the hallway because I was a reality TV star and I was pushed too quickly. And no, I am going to be the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. And to be fair, they were right to do that because he stunk for a long time. <laughs> and if and if and if the and if the business were a meritocracy, he would have been fired long ago. He wouldn't have even made it as far as he did. He would have never made evented WrestleMania. Someone would have fired him because he was ineffective at his job for a long, long time. It was only his name. I do not disagree. It, it, I do it not. Only, hey, it was only his I, name. I appreciate the improvement. And again, I appreciate <laughs> that that because again, just the the, the growth. Whereas MJF, the fact that he's doing this at twenty five is is nuts. And he's again, and this is why me and you are such a big fans of him. Man, he's not quote unquote the athlete, although he is actually a legit athlete. He actually, like I said, played football at the college level. Uh, but he's you know he doesn't need to do a million flips and you know. And and Sammy Guevara his way through the match, he, or you know break his neck. This yeah. dude, and, and and like I said, he's gonna make unless something goes horribly wrong somewhere, he's gonna make a whole lot more money than most people in that AEW locker room. Fact, and uh, as well as well he should. Absolutely. So very much looking forward to this match. Almost, and again, when it's a well told story, it really doesn't matter who wins. Yeah. You can make you can justify MGF winning and you know going for the title next. Uh, and you know, and seeing CM Punk for the title later on in the year, you know, in the second half, you can justify CM Punk getting his win back because MJF already has elevated through this field. Um, and it really doesn't matter; it can go either way. I'm gonna go with the. I just, I, I'm gonna go with MJF winning. I just, again, I like what he's doing, and I have no problem with him starting to build to MJF versus um, Adam uh, Hangman Adam Page. I think if uh, I think the next pay per view is worth double or nothing, I believe. I think MJF taking the title off Adam Page at double or nothing could be the money move for them. Uh, I think I think MJF is all the momentum behind him. I think there's no reason why you don't give him the title and, and begin his quote-unquote reign of terror. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt nothing. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's one of those, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys have an issue you need to address, but it's really good. That only speaks to the strength of how you're booking this thing. Because um, generally, you know, it's the heel that is uh, – you know, you put the title on the heel so the babyface can chase. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, the babyface eventually has to win, but you know, the babyface has to chase. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's going to be really good. I really don't care who wins. Actually, at this point, I'd have to see the match and then be like and see how I feel about it. But at this point, I'm like, hey man, you guys are doing well enough that CM Punk losing again doesn't actually hurt CM Punk, uh, especially if you continue to fuck him. Like if you continue to screw him, it doesn't really hurt him. Uh, CM Punk winning doesn't hurt MJF. Um, you know, so you can always play around with things in, in that regard. And you always have the in, in your back pocket, which, again, how good has MGF booking has been. You still, you know, he's involved in another storyline where, you know, you, you have Warlow, yep. who's going to be your big baby face at any moment. Anyone you want just another big baby face at, in your main event picture, you can always just play that card. Yep. 100%. And I bet you, let's, let's talk about this match next. I'm... It, not because of the build necessarily, but I think it's going to be a spot fest. But I have there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's so. I have no problem with spots, a ladder match being a spot fest, and I think that's what it's going to be. 
Uh, I'm excited to see the the face of revolution match with Warlow, with Keith Lee, um, with the the FTR team uh, in there. Oh, no, sorry, not FTR, FTW. Uh, yeah, uh, Ricky Starks, there. yeah, Powerhouse. Pass, that's right. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I believe, sorry, they're not. Cassidy's in there. That's right, Orange, Orange Cassidy and Christian Cage who qualified yesterday. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be a spot fest. I hope it's not long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I hope it like if it goes 15 minutes, I'm gonna be a little mad. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because because it's a ladder match, and I and you see them all the time. I'm just like, for me, they get a little tedious at times, and I worry too much. So it's like y'all going 15 minutes or plus, y'all are just extending the possibility of something terrible happening. So that's me. I'm at an age now where it's like I see someone take some a crazy bump. I'm like that's very concerning. <laughs> so. Um, and that's another one who where like I don't really I mean, I don't really care who wins. I'd prefer either powerhouse Hobbs or Keith Lee. Um, but like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't really care. I think that's a moment where you use it to make someone who's already in your company, you know, who's been there for for a bit. Um, I think Hobbs, because, again, because I think the, the winner gets the challenge for the TNT title. Right. If I'm yes. mistaken. Yep. That's the way it works. Keith Lee, again, he's too new for them. If they're not going to strap a rocket to his back right away, I think right. this is the way you have him lose without looking exactly. weak at all because it's a ladder match. Um, Orange Cassidy just has no – I don't think anybody wants to see – maybe some people do, but I don't want to see Orange Cassidy versus Sammy Guevara at all. Uh, no. At least. no. Uh, Ricky Starks already has a title. Uh, yeah. He's already doing his thing. Uh, Warlow is going to get screwed. We know Warlow is getting screwed. Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, probably by uh, Sean Spears or even MJF. Uh, yeah. Christian Cage is the other option. So I can see Christian Cage. They're like, hey, we want Sammy Guevara and Christian, you know, Christian Cage to give Sammy Guevara a good match, maybe. Yeah, to actually like show him how to wrestle. That's I was nice. going to say, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Show him how to work. Uh, or Powerhouse Hobbs makes all the sense in the world. Babyface versus yeah. heel. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs has had good matches with uh, Dante Martin, right? They've mm-hmm. had a pretty cool series of matches. So I think they can do something similar with uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. De- definitely. Uh, I hope it doesn't go long. Yeah, I uh, I hope so as well. Let's talk about another match that I'm really, really excited to see. Another good, great story that uh, AW has been telling. Uh, John Moxley and Daniel Bryan. I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a bloody, bloody match. Um, it's going to be a violent match. I, again, hope it doesn't it, it doesn't need to go super long, but they can, they can if they want to. Um, I think they, they, they're going to do their best versions of new japan wrestling matches uh style just again a lot gonna go very stiff and it's gonna be awesome um just again really the huge fan of the story they're telling um and we know they're gonna team up after this yeah uh, at some point they're gonna there they'll be they'll be brothers in blood and, and then havoc could potentially ensue which is kind of exciting well, yeah, and, and again, if you want to utilize uh, 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 not quite a dusty finish, but I'm okay with this being like a double count out or something like that, or like, you know, both men down for 10 seconds even, you know, mm-hmm. where they're so blade up. Because again, for the story's purposes, you know, nobody needs to take a loss in this one. No, no, I agree. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun match to see. I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm excited to see Danielson at any time. So I think that's going to be really good. Now, I do want to talk about a match that I actually am excited for. Uh, not necessarily for the work rate, but for the story, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. I am very excited for this match. Jericho went and got his abs back for real this time. My man's got himself in, in, I think he was, he was becoming a meme that he didn't like. And I don't think his ego could take it. You saw, you saw that tweet that that went viral that said he looks like a baby mama. Yeah. (laughs) No, not never again. Yeah. I think he, his, he's like, I'm a rock star. They can't talk about me like this. 
So I think he went and he went and got himself some vodka waters and got got back on the treadmill, boy, and you know went on a fast because he looks proper. Um, the story they're telling is pretty good, and it's a story that's been told about Eddie before. It's the thing that like you're a perpetual fuck up. You can't win like that when it counts. You're not that guy, you know. And I think that that story resonates with a lot of people in their lives to being like, you know, can I grab that brass ring? Can I do it in whatever personal or professional pursuits that we have? So Eddie Kingston's story, he's such a compelling character to so many of us because he's so incredibly human and he's so incredibly real and flawed. Um, and I think that a lot of people see themselves like that. Like you can relate to him. Um, and I think they have a very subtle, simple stipulation. If Eddie Kingston wins, Chris Jericho has to shake his hand. And I tell you this much, if Eddie Kingston wins, Chris Jericho is not shaking that man's hand and Jericho goes back heel, which is where he needs to be. Just go back there entirely. That's that's where his best work will come, you know. So, yeah. No, I think that's pretty clear where the story is going. I think Eddie Kingston finally gets his big win because it's true. He has so far lost in every pay-per-view and all his big matches. So I think this is the one. Eddie Kingston, our professional underdog, finally overcomes and gets his big win. Um, let's talk about matches we're a little bit less excited about. I, I think work rate, it might be decent match, but Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus Young Bucks, I just didn't like the build at all. I think yeah. it was so convoluted and so forced. You know, you're going to defend it in a triple threat, and, you know, we're going to have two battle rolls to determine your opponents. It's just, like, unnecessary. Uh, it was very, I don't know, it felt very filler-ish, even if the battle rolls were booked as well as you could book them. Uh, the, by definition, tag team battle rolls tend to be a mess, especially when they go half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it wasn't particularly compelling because we all kind of knew the story they were telling. Uh, and the story's also, more the story's yeah. more Red Dragon and the Young Bucks than it is exactly. about the titles, which is and, not. And, and that ideal. was my other point. You you made these guys your champs, and they haven't really done much. And now you're telling a story where they where they have taken the backseat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think that they could have done they could have done better in the build. I think there'll be a lot of fun flippy stuff, um, and uh, that'll be that'll that'll be fun for people. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 100 with you uh, on all that. Listen, Kyle O'Reilly is in this. Uh, I I think he's one of the better workers in the world, one of the better workers in the world. Um, so I think he can, if somebody can hold this together, I think it's him. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of flips and uh, and and hopefully some selling. Uh, but I have I think Jurassic I think Jurassic Express retains. They need mm-hmm. a big win. They, I they, think they, they, yeah, found, they, need, they need a moment. Yeah. I think they get it, and I think we kind of move a step closer to Red Dragon and Young Bucks kind of one-on-one collision course. Yep. I agree. Uh, another match not particularly excited about, uh, even though it does feature uh, one of our favorites, uh, uh, legends in the, of all time, Sting in it. But we have Andrade, Idolo, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Uh, just a weird story being told, uh, and I don't know why this is – what you do with your TNT champion either. Um, well, yeah, I'm just, not, I'm just not excited. Because he's not, he's not, he's not, he, he's not that. That's why you do what you do with your TNT champion because he is the uh, least impressive of all the TNT champions that there have ever been. Uh, and him having the title uh, minimizes the title. But it's a thing to do. Um, again, we, we would be mad if Andrade El Idolo was not on TV. Let us be clear. We would be upset if he were not on the card. 
So the fact that he is on the card is important. It, I guess, in one way or another, furthers his story with Darby Allen uh, and Sting. Um, again, uh, like I'm always going to be nervous seeing Sting wrestle at this stage of his life, uh, but I know that they will protect him uh, as best they can, and hopefully Sammy does not get in the way. So I think it'll be fun. I think people will have their little Sting will have his beat the chest moment, and everybody will love it, and it'll be fine. And I just want everybody to be okay. Well, well said. I think baby faces retain. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why, you know, for a few good moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we have covered the card itself. No, we for... have, no, we have, you have House of Black, Malachi Black. Okay, so I was going to say, do you want to talk, you want to talk about the, the pre-show? Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's, let's do the pre-show. This so is, you got, we're already going an hour, but sure, why not? You got oh, House of Black. Be damned. Let's go. Yeah, you got House of Black versus Death Triangle. Um, I think that'll be entertaining and I think it'll continue to further uh, what the house of black is supposed to be because it's a stable that I'm seeing materialize that has cool characters in it. And I want to see how that builds. And also I just like, I just, you know, I think they just have cool entrances. So it's like, I want that as well. House of black needs to win. This is their first match as a trio. Um, I do think Rano, we're probably going to have some trio titles coming. And I think I don't, why, why not have them hold down that and establish those belts? Um, I, Pac is incredible. And again, there's too much wrestling talent in, in, in this to, to be bad. Not a fan of the story. I think it's kind of random. Don't like the fact that they had Penta debut a new gimmick and, 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 and had them lose right away, but that's what you have to do. Um, it is what it is. Uh, not excited for Eric Redbeard, but happy he's, you know, employed. Um, yeah, he's got a job. Um, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Talent. I think that can actually I'm, like. I'm, I'm with this, match. bro. This is this 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 match gonna be it, bro. This match gonna be that work. I, I dude. like them. They because can work. They've told a very simple story, and they've held that story. And again, they they've held it. It's a very simple one. It doesn't have to be this most. No, Layla got a complex big head about her. She started getting because she started getting good. And she's like, I can already tap out people. And then she started getting good, got to her head, all that other stuff. It's like, yo, I'm better than my teammates. Like, y'all are actually holding me back. It's such a simple story. That was how the Rockers broke up. Shawn Michaels was like, I'm good. I'm just too good. I'm too good. That was all it was. Very, very simple. And, you know, they've thrown some fire bars at one another. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Chris Statlander said some wild shit. Talk about some. If I, I can see why they gave you up for adoption with your attitude. I was like, oh, that's wild. That's a wild thing to say. I think that match is going to be very good. Um, Layla Hurst has gotten so much better. Chris Statlander is very good, and like she's come, she's looked great since her comeback from her her really terrible uh, knee injury. So I think that's going to be a, a one that will surprise people. Yeah, no, I I actually think it, I think it will be very very good. Um, they they can both work. I've seen Layla Hirsch have some good matches with NWA. Um, Chris Statlander has just been been putting on really good matches for a minute now. Um. So yeah, I don't see the reason why, and they, they had a good match at the rampage a few well, like a few weeks ago. So no reason why this will not be good at all. Uh, I have, I who do you have? I have Layla Hirsch taking it at now. I think after what Chris Stanley said, you kind of need her to to pick yeah. up. Yeah, uh, I think I think Layla gets the dub. I want Chris to win, but I think Layla gets it. <clears throat> yep, and uh, we we're, of course we're gonna have Hook beat QT Michelle. I think that everybody knows how that's gonna go, and 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 he's gonna look good doing it. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. They're, they will send Hook, and he's going to be with QT Marshall. And QT is a very, he's a very good worker. People forget, like, man's the really guy. Good. I don't think he gets yeah. way too much hate from, uh, yeah. from the internet. Well, because he's not, he's not, uh, he's not uh, aesthetically uh, pleasing to the eye. I think some people. Neither was Eddie Kingston, though. 
Yeah, but Eddie, but we love him because Eddie's more like us than you can't relate to QT. He comes off like a slime ball where Eddie Kingston is like, I battle demons. You know what I'm saying? Like, I battle demons and I wear shirts with DMX and Tupac on them. Like, that's, <laughs> just, that's just a cooler dude. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll have and that'll be a good match for Hook. I think he'll have to sell a bit more, um, but it won't be a long affair, nor should it be. But then you get to see him look really good against a guy who can make you look really good. So that'll be fun. And then, of course, we have to, we are going to, even though I don't think it should be, it is your main event. Well, no, it should be because it's it's for your uh, main title. Uh, we have Adam versus Adam. We have Hangman versus Cole. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. I think Hangman retains in the match that Meltzer is going to give five stars to. Uh, probably going to be a cool match, but not that good, ultimately. Uh, I think there's going to be interference, and my hot, I don't know, uh, if it's a hot take, but I think the night ends with Kenny Omega returning and attacking one of the, one of the two men will be attacked by Kenny Omega. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I see hangman retaining. I think he should retain. Uh, You beat Adam Cole. He ain't from here. He don't even go here. So yeah, that's about, that's about it. All right. Uh, What is your level of excitement for revolution? I'm looking forward to it on a scale of one to 10. I'm a solid set, but I'm working all weekend, you know, so I'm at punchline. So I got to stay focused on that. So I may download the fight app to then watch it on my phone, you know, so like, but uh, in between my set, but uh, on a scale of one to 10, I'm a seven. I, I yeah, think that they, they have the like the, this, the CM Punk MJF thing, Eddie Kingston, um, you know, Jericho, Danielson, Moxley, um, Layla Hirsch verse, um, uh, Chris Statlander, like those are things I'm actually like looking forward to a lot and everything else. I know there's going to be things that I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That was bad. That was good. That thing. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking too much about that and look at what you went and did. I'm excited for see what they're going to do with the ladder match. The ladder match is, it has a lot of like, again, you don't really see a ladder matches with that many big dudes in it. So I'm like, I, and, and, you know, Orange Cassidy for all his gimmickry can do some interesting stuff there as well. So I'm just excited to see how they book it. Um, yeah, should be a good show. Uh, Story, do we have anything else that you want to talk about that happened this week? AEW purchased Ring of Honor. Yes, we do have to talk about it. That's right. Uh, I think it's good for the world of wrestling, bad for consumers, because there was I was always holding out on WWE purchasing them, and that being included in my $9.99 now already pay. Uh, didn't happen, so I, I, it looks like I'm going to have to pay for AEW streaming service whenever that comes out. Yeah, it's it's a good thing for wrestling overall. It's really good that WWE did not purchase it uh, because WWE just would have purchased the library. Now it would have been cool for us to then sort of have that, but there are so many there's so many people. That's the thing that was being really concerning with all these free agencies and shit. I'm like, yo, like they can't they can't go to these they can't just continue to go to AEW. Like it's it's just not possible. So if Ring of Honor once they figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it, and if they can get it on a network of some kind, you bring that thing back, and then you and there look, everyone knows Tony Khan owns it. Um, and you have more places for guys to work. You know, you have more places for guys to work, which is the most important thing. Ring of Honor was already, you know, I was so happy for them last year when they finally got world title status, you know, like 
from PWI. Now that doesn't mean a lot to anyone, but as me, like an old school wrestling fan who bought PWI monthly religiously as a kid, that was a big deal because if you lost world title status, that meant your company was going under and very rarely were they wrong. So to officially get that world title status, we all knew they had world title status, but we all knew that they were a step or two below or three below the WWE and everything that was just understood, you know, and those guys, while amazing talents, uh, were many of them were going to use Ring of Honor as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. That's how it happened historically. So the fact that it could still exist in, in, in a shade of that, in that incarnation, is very, very good because the AEW roster is already bloated and they only have three hours of TV to give you a week. So there needs to be more. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, again, interesting stuff they can do with a... Uh, I, I, you can't really call the Forbidden Door if it's the same guy who owns both companies, but there's a lot of you know, interesting stuff you can do with... Another version maybe of Ring of Honor Invasion. I know people are talking about that. I don't know if you can do that anytime soon because that's an impact angle right now. Uh, but again, I do think overall I agree with you. I think it's good for the wrestling business, even if that means we're going to have to spring a little bit more money on uh, on uh, wrestling streaming services. Uh, uh, let's, yeah, I think let's get out of here. We do want to talk about Cesaro being released from WWE. I think we'll save it for the next show. We just Because we're already an hour in. And we have yet to do our matches of the week. Uh, I will go first. I don't have any old school matches because, as per usual, if my uh, listen, if Ilya Dragunov wrestles, and I know you, the listener, did not watch it, that's it. That's my match of the week. Go watch Ilya Dragunov wrestle him and Nathan Frazier put on another banger because that's what they do. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is right there, man. It's it goes Daniel Bryan, Shingo Okada, Ilya Dragunov. He's the Nicholas Cage of wrestling, and I mean it in the best way possible because of the commitment and the intensity and really nobody else in the wrestling world has that combination. Uh, to me, if MGF is the best uh, under 30 all around, there's Jay White, who is right up there. And I think Ilya Dragunov is just like a couple, you know, his promos are not that strong, but in the ring, he's as good as anybody uh, under the age of 30. The man is incredible. And Nathan Frazier is not too far removed. He is, of course, William Ringle's son. Uh, so the man's fundamentals are very strong as well. Go watch him. NXT UK title, Nathan Frazier, Ilya Dragunov. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, everything uh, Alloy said rings true. Ilya Dragunov, very, very talented. I'm going to take you to Impact Wrestling. I'm going to take you to, uh, not back when it was TNA Wrestling, I'm going to take you to Bound for Glory 2007. Sting versus Kurt Angle for the TNA World's Heavyweight Championship. This, of course, Bound for Glory being Impact's biggest show of the year. Um, and this was impact that this was tna kind of at their peak um you know uh this was i think right before hogan and bischoff came in and really made a mess of things uh but this match was very good this was like the first meeting the first encounter between kurt angle and sting a match i never thought i would see and they 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 tore it up man especially at this point sting is what at that point he was 48. A spry young man. A spry young 48 against a, a, a 38, 39-year-old Kurt Angle. And they just had a really, really fun match. Um, so, yeah, that's my match of the week. And I think that would be it for us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, again, we will be back soon. Uh, we have, I'm sorry, Satoyo is blowing up. He's, he's got too many things on, on his plate. He's too, the man is too funny. Uh, I, and, and people I'm, keep wanting to book him. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, who know you know how comedy goes, man. One minute you're busy, then the next minute you're like, why is my calendar so bare? 
So uh, while it's while it's not bare, I have to I got to I got to stay active. So, yeah, listen, I'm, I, I, you know, ladies and gentlemen, as you guys know, I'm a family man. I ain't got much going on. Follow Satoyo on all social media. If he comes to your town, go get buy a ticket and watch this man do his thing. He is super talented. Uh, we will be we will be back soon enough. Listen, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We will try to record as often as we can uh, for now. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy a W revolution and we will talk to you soon. Peace.